Odo Shalom. I'm just testing to see if this works. Odo Shalom, which means peace of the God or Chai of Paradise, everyone. Today is NOHIID, Nation of Hebrew in Diaspora, conference call. And the topic for discussion is today is who is Christ and what was his true mission and testimony. You'll get all these answers today. I am the host today or instructor, whatever you want to call it, Dada Chayo. Okay, let's begin. So, I just want to put some things out there up front this time, doing it a little different. Who they call Christ. Paleo-Hebrew name was Ishua, I-E-S-U-A, I-E-S-U-A, and you may know him as the Messiah, and that's biblical, biblically many do not know him because the story is not true or real. Odu Shaloma, someone just checked in. What um, country or state that you are calling from? And first name, please. In Hanito, Big Wawaji. I am in uh, Zibol. I'm from the U.S., United States. Okay. All right. Welcome. And thanks, thanks for joining us. And please mute your mic unless asked a question or um, um, and if you have a question, I don't know. Oh, no, you called in. You didn't download it. Because if you download it, you can put up symbols like um, clapping or raise your hand if you have a question or you can even text. But um, so you can just mute your mic, and I'll take breaks periodically and ask if you have any, anybody have any questions. Already. Okay, so let's continue. This is breaking the myth of a lot of things that they that people call the Messiah or Jesus Christ which wasn't true. His name was never Jesus Christ, but Ishua Nazareth, which is, once again, I-E-S-U-A, or in root Hebrew, Eheshua, which is N-Z-E, short for uh, abbreviation for Nazareth. He was the Lion of Judah some 2,000 years ago, but he's now the lion of the Hebrew, the Hebrews, Israel. He was a black Ehudian, some called Judah, known as Judah, 
not a Caucasian by any stretch of imagination. He did not come into the world to die for anyone. Your sins remain your sins until you start obeying the same laws of Chuku or Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H, which means God or Chai, C-H-I, Almighty. They called him Ishua instead of Eheshua. Eheshua is his ancient root Hebrew name, which is I-H-E-C-H-I-U-W-A. Because Judah and Benjamin, who remained in Jerusalem when Ephraim left 5,000 to 7,000 years ago before his birth, had lost their root Hebrew language. So the Yehudians had lost the root Hebrew language to southern kingdom, Judah and Benjamin. He was never nailed on the cross, but he was lynched just like any other nigger. The cross thing was a fat Roman lie. So that's one of the reasons why they like to hang us in the United Snakes to be basically mocking him. His name was, uh, his mother, correction, was from Eros, which is Aaron in ancient Hebrew, A-R-O-S. And her name was Amaru, Amarachi in ancient Hebrew, which is A-M-A-R-A-C-H-I. So you can see it, it has Chai, which is in uh, English, they call God is is in her name. You know, it said we was called by our Father's name, meaning favor of Chuku, which Chuku means God Almighty. It was never Mary. You can refer to Luke one and five and pertaining to this. He visited Igbu land in the Sub-Sahara towards the end of his short thirty-three years in an attempt to reestablish the kingdom of Chuku, or Yuku, Y-H-W-H, which earned him the title Omizila in ancient root Hebrew, which means kingdom restore. This is also in a reference to Matthew 15 and 24. I'm sure we'll go over it later. But he answered and said, I am not sent unto thy lost sheep, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Where in the statement did he ever say he came to die for you? Instead, all he wanted people to do is to keep the law. He was sent by Chuku or Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H, to go and Mizila, which means fix it, which is what the Europeans established, translated to the world as Messiah. He was primarily sent to go and reunite the two then separated kingdom of Israel, Judah and the lost ten tribes of Israel or Hebrews, or Ebos, I-B, 
O-E-S-O-E-B-O-E-S. That's the corruption of Hebrew came from that. The lost Ebos or Hebrews are known as Ephraimites. Ephraim means Ophir and Murray in root Ebo or Hebrew because they crossed over waters to get to a particular location that Chuku, Yuku, C-H-W-H and Y-H-W-H wanted them. Seeing that the Igbos or Ebos, Hebrews, the Ephraimites rejected his message of reunification with Judah, who were in Jerusalem. And shortly was and shortly was killed by the Romans. He returned to the Middle East and he was shortly killed by the Romans and Judah. So he was killed by both his enemies and his own people. Upon seeing that his apostles, including those who didn't even see him in person, was disseminating false um false teachings to the masses about him. He returned in a vision to Apostle John, who was spending his last days in Patmos Island, to set the record straight with him. His message to John is what is documented in the book of Revelations. He was killed because the Romans considered his approach quite radical, not to mention the fact that he was a Negro from Judah or Yehuda. They also wanted to do away with the law of Chuku, Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H, which they found to be too burdensome. They simply wanted to get rid of the lawgiver. If he came to die for your sins, think about it, he would have told that young man who asked him what one must do in order for the kingdom to wait till he dies for him. But he simply told the youngster that he can enter into the kingdom by keeping the laws of Chuku, Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H. He promised to return <laughs> at the end of the day. Please mute your mic. Hello? Why the infidel? you need to mute your mic. Can you mute your mic? Okay, okay, let me do that. You have to mute your mic until I ask you to talk. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to do it. Okay, let's continue. 
where was I? I think I'm going to re-go over a little bit what I just went over. So now again, if he came to die for your sins, he would have told the young man who asked him what one must do in order to enter the kingdom. To wait till he dies for him? No. But he simply told the youngster that he can enter into the kingdom by keeping the laws of Chuku. Yuku. C-H-W-H YHWH. He promised to return at the end of days, which is where we are now. Which is where we are now. But this time as a lion, not a lamb anymore. As we speak, he is in charge of what they call Armageddon. In progress, which is what, you know, what's going on today. In ancient root Hebrew, Arbogeton is A-G-H-A-U-M-U-O-D-U-M. Mazi Infideli. Can you pronounce that in ancient root Hebrew for us, please? What do you want me to pronounce? That I tell you. Yes. Hello, Daddy. What do you want me to pronounce for you? Armageddon in ancient real Hebrew. I I just spelled it out because I don't know how to pronounce it. Can you please spell it again? Huh? Can you see it? Hello, I can't hear you very well. I didn't. I... You can't hear me? Yeah, I can't hear you very well. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can't hear you. I can't hear you now. I'm asking you to pronounce Armageddon in ancient Ru Hebrew. Aham. Aham. Aham, that is my name. Aha. Aham. Aham. Aha, okay. Aham. Okay. So yes. can you pronounce Armageddon in H ancient root Hebrew? Yes. Aham. Aham, that is my name. That's how you say it? Yes. That's are you saying your name, or are you saying how to pronounce it in ancient real Hebrew? Yes, you try to pronounce Ham in ancient Hebrew. Is that correct? I'm trying to pronounce Armageddon. That's H-A-M. Is A G H A U M O D U M. Just um. 
the, the, the network is somewhat frustrating. I'm not, the voice is cracking. Probably I'll put a call back. Sorry for the inconvenience. The call is, my voice is cracking. Okay, well, we can move on because yeah. this is, yeah, this is taking a little bit too long. I thought it was easy and simple for you to pronounce it. So, okay, that's, I'll, I'll move on to um, continue. Just, you can meet your mic again. As we speak, he is also quietly ushering in the OOM, which is the Order of Melchizedek, which we eventually defeat any world order. So we're talking about Ishua still, or Iheshua, who you call Christ. That's not named Jesus ever. Indeed, the order of righteousness will rule. Now, he was not a Christian, nor had anything to do with the church, but he did establish the Essenes order, or what the authentic root Hebrews, Ebos, Hebos, call Essenu which is A-S-E-E-N-U, I'm probably not pronouncing it right, which means to inquire from above. He died, event, um, spiritually left the earth to rescue heaven or Orina, which is in ancient Hebrew, heaven is Orina, Oriana, as the violent tried to take it by force. So the enemies, what they would call Lucifer or Satan and his minions, try to take the heavens by force. This is in reference in Revelations chapter 12, verse 12. He is here now and have recommended the yearly Passover feast through the Hebrews priesthood, which he took the last one, 2,000 years ago, in which he commanded us and said to do, if for nothing else, in remembrance of him. So those are some of the brief, just straight to the point facts that the Romans will never teach you because they are busy teaching the abomination, demon, demon national lies to the real people of the book, Hebrews, the, the Igbos, the Ebos, and the world. They do this in order to high issue a story. They gave you the Antichrist named Jesus in order to keep you confused in the scheme of things and until the fullness or fulfillment of time. Ishua Nazareth or Eheshua was an evil man from the tribe of Judah. Okay, if anyone have any questions, they can unmute their mic. Or just would just like to chime in or, or make any comment about what was just 
read by the teachings that was unsealed from he and the priest through the priesthood of Ephraim. Okay, no questions. Now, Ishua or Eheshua, Ishua is Paleo Hebrew, Eheshua is ancient Hebrew, known as Christ. Abomination, they call him Jesus. The word of Chuku. Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H, is not called as Christ, but Omezila, wrongfully pronounced by the Europeans as Messiah, which the title doesn't mean to anoint or save or be the savior of the world at all. The title of the word of Chuku, Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H, who is the incarnation of Chuku, God himself the Father, himself is Omezila or Messiah, which actually means the restorer of the land or kingdom. Omezila, which is corrupted into Messiah, means the restorer of the land or the kingdom. Which kingdom or land? The kingdom of his father called Odom or O D U W O D U I don't know how to pronounce it, meaning lion, son of lions. Also called by Europeans as David, so without the vowels or Dawood, because Hebrews or Ebos did not write the Nadora Torah with vowels. Yeah, it was no vowels in ancient root Hebrew language. And the Europeans had to fill in some fabricated vowels into those spaces missing consonants that was lacking those vowels in order to try to pronounce it. So the name of his father was, this is the name of Eheshua, Eshua's father, was Odom, son of Odom. In Ibo, which is O D U M, son of O D U M, in Ibo Hebrew, ancient root language. And if you take out the vowels, is D W D, uh, D D for David. The name of the nation is a Hebrew nation. It was divided and cursed by Chuku, Yuku, at the death of David. And his successor called Solomon, since the Ebos or Hebrews had not had any king like him. The kingdom got divided and cast out of favor since then. Other nations had not stopped at imitating the Hebrews and enslaved them. Anyways, Chuku promised them 
good land or good kingdom or paradise or a needle or Eden on earth. So this is where, you know, it's basically talking about Eden that was corrupted from a needle, A-N-E-D-O, if they repent. So this is only under the conditions Chuku promised to give us the good land, the good kingdom or paradise or garden of Eden, a needle on earth, if we repent. This is in the, the references to Second Chronicles chapter 6, verses 14, King James Version. If my ancient people, which is the Ebo Hebrews, which are called by my name, which is I-S-I-S-H-I, or, or I-C-I, I-S-H-I, or I-C-I, Chai, C-H-I, which we know means God in English, Hosea, this is mentioned in Hosea chapter 2, verse 16, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven or Arina and will forgive their sins and will heal and restore their land this mean kingdom and nation. But the Hebrews had not been able to see this happen except enslavement. The Messiah or Omezila, the restorer of the kingdom, Ishua, visited them 2,000 years ago, exactly at the time it appeared in Judea, and the scripture bore this record of this visit. The Ebos did not call him Jesus. They call him by his name whose initials letter started with an I, not a J. Remember, the Roman soldiers wrote down a name on the cross. Well, it happens to be with the initials I, too. Remember, I the letters I-N-R-I. The letters, once again, I-N-R-I, which stands for Ishua, Nazareth, Ra, R-A, Ehuda. So how was his name Jesus from that? I don't get it, but it was another corruption. So the Ebos called the founders of the ancient sect of the restorer of the land. They called him, I know I'm, I, I but it's O-D-O-Z-I-O-B-O-D-O. -O -O. That's what they called him in ancient root Hebrew, which means Omezila which they corrupted into Messiah in the English form, which means restore of the land. Remember that was the title in Judea. Now, Acts 1 and 6, King James Version, chapter 1, verse 6. When they, therefore, were come together, and they asked of him, saying, Master, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel. 
you probably read this answer about a Canaanite woman about how he came not to doing the miracles but to find the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Let me go to that. Okay, this is in Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 and 28. King James Version. So Ishua went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. 22. And he beheld a woman of Canaan, came out of the same coast, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Verse 23. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Verse 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Verse 25, then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Verse 26, but he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Verse 27, and she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Verse 28, then he, Ishua answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Please mute your mics. Please mute your mics. I hear noise in the background. So Mark, now we go to Mark 7 and 24, verses 24 through 30. Chapter 7, verses 24 through 30 in Mark, King James Version. This is another confirmation on that. And from thence he arose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it, but he could not hide. Verse 25, for a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. Verse 22, and the woman was a Greek, Sephonician, by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. Now, it's the same person. So one area she's called a Greek, one area she's called a Samaritan but really they were basically the Khazar Jews the Assyrians that combined with the, those four Babylonian kings that stole our identity showed Ephraim Israel's identity 
back when they were sacked in Samaria. Verse 24, I mean 27. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. But Ishua said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it unto dogs. So once again, he's referring to these Gentile heathens who stole our identity that wasn't true Israel, who he was looking for, as dogs. Verse 28, And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. Verse 29, And he said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. Verse 30, And when she was to come to her house, she found the devil gone and her daughter laid up upon the bed, and unto her let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take. Yeah, yeah. Um, unto dogs, to cast them unto dogs. So, um, yeah. So that's it for that part. Is there any uh, questions before I continue with the, the teachings on silk? Anyone have any questions or input? So no one has any questions or input? Okay. Go back to where we were. We talked about the Canaanite woman, which was also the Samaritan woman, which was also referred to as Symphonician or some Greek, which basically was, like I said, the Assyrians combined with the five, four Babylonian kings that mixed with each other and, and stole original Israel heritage and saw calling themselves Samaritans. So, So Ishua did find them, the Ebos, named in a town called Arrow. The town in present day is called Abia State, A-B-I-A. 
finally called God's own state after him. So you can Google this, actually. You can Google the five states of Nigeria, Igboland, and you will find that state, that name there. And this is also put in the scriptures in Luke 1 and 5. This is a confirmation of the ancient origin of Zach and Elizabeth, Zechariah and Elizabeth, the uncle and auntie of Ishua. So let's go there. Um, anyone have their Bibles with them and would like to read Luke 1 and 5, chapter uh, they have a King James Version Bible and would like to read Luke 1 and 5 uh, Mama Chimunda or Enzi uh, Jeremy Yes I will that I Okay. Luke chapter one verse five. Okay. Okay, um, that's fine. We don't need that because I went 
was only really supposed to point out Luke 1 and 5, but it was good that you said that they were, you know, very righteous. You know, they, they actually not was just by blood from the sons and daughters of Aaron, but they actually lived and walked the way of the priest, priestlyhood. So, but the key here is what, be a state. This is Abia, A B, you know, in, in A B A or A B I A is the same thing that is actually literally that you could Google on the map to this day in Nigeria, in the Igbo land area, happened to be in the Igbo land, which is Hebrew land, the same or Negro land, the same place that we were taken from by a cargo slave ship, the same place where our priesthood of Ephraim is currently at. And calling us to return from. That's profound in itself when you think about it. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's I think it's it's, it's um, overwhelming. You know that you can look stuff up and, and, and uh, really get to the land mass and the, the land location of, of um, ancient history, you know, that's been hidden and um, concealed for so long. It's amazing. And, and I do believe that, that um, uh, in the Ehashua name is, is um, even Street Yes, they do have an area, uh, a street and names named after him and Chukwu. I mean, they have those areas still. But, of course, sometimes their name was re- renamed by our, you know, our enemies and renaming it. But that's, but the original name was was all linked to our forefathers. So, do anybody have any more input or questions before I continue? You can unmute your mic if you do. If not, then everybody mute their mic. Okay. So, once again, his Ibu name, which is Hebrew, was Eheshua, which they named after the the town 2,000 years ago. There it goes, what, what Mazi and Enzi was talking about. The Palestine version of the name at the time was the same with the Iowa name version, which corresponds with the I-N-R-I that we talked about earlier. The name was Ishua from Eheshua. It means the light of God, or Chai, C-H-I in ancient Hebrew, to the world. And Ishua said so with his own mouth severely. He said this, that that was his name, and that's what he was about in John chapter 8, verses 12, King James Version. Then spoke Ishua Nazarene. 
again unto them, saying, My name is Ishua, or Yeshua, and I am the light of the world. So both in Paleo and Ancient Rue Hebrew still means the same thing because the Ancient Rue Hebrew is the origin. So whatever is mentioned in Ancient Rue Hebrew is the true meaning of any name that they butchered into in Paleo Hebrew or Yiddish gibberish or in English or whatever, that is what it truly means, is what it means in ancient Hebrew, and that's what it means, that I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Once again, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Because they not lost you know it's like you walking around in the dark without a flashlight that's walking in darkness without the knowledge of truth and who you are let's continue with John chapter 9 verses 5 King James Version It says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world, and I am, which means I am Yeshua, Yeshua, not, he is not Jesus. Now, no tribe on earth except this, except the Ebos, who, of course, are the ancient Hebrews. His visit to Ebo land in Nigeria of out of Judea when he was looking for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. They were known, uh, the Judeas was known as the Judeans back then. Ishua went to Ebo land and established a, set, a sect of Nazarites or Nzirites, N-Z-E-R-I-T-E-S. Omazilas or Messiah set of Nazarites in Palestine. Now, chapter John, verses 7, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the book of John, chapter 7, verses 35 to 36, King James Version. Then said the Ehudians, which is, or Judeans, among themselves, whether we go, that we shall not find him. Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? That's what they ask. Verse 36, what manner of saying is this that he said, ye shall seek me and shall not find me, and where I am thither ye cannot come? Telling them they're not following. So now we go to the book of John, chapter 11, verse 54, King James Version. Ishua de Nazareth, therefore walk no more openly among the Ehudians, or Judeans, Judah, but went thence unto a country near the wilderness in a city called Ephraim, or Ephraim and Murray. This is the unsealing, which means I crossed over waters. And there he continued with his new disciples. 
They even wear the ancient Ephraim Remuri lion cloths till this day, which today they call fringes on the border of the garments. So Ishua left the Ephraimites or the Ebos in haste and returned to Judea because his father Chuku, Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H, aborted his mission on earth because Lucifer, after losing the contest with Ishua in the wilderness, you know, trying to tempt him, saying that he would offer him the world, and he said, get behind me, Satan, after the temptation went straight to the heavens, which is Orina, to take it by force. So this is why he had to stop his mission short. The act of wickedness that Satan was what drove the Messiah, or Omezila, back to the heavens, which is Orina, to help heavenly folk fight what they call angels, to fight and regain control of heaven. The truth you can read in the whole Revelations 12 as a reference. So you might want to jot that down and read that later. Odu Shaloma, we have another uh, guest who chimed on in. Can you introduce yourself by first name and say where you're calling from? You can unmute your mic, the last one that came in. Can you hear me? Yeah, so I see you hear me, Mama Tremonda. I'm talking to the new person that logged in. Okay, well, we'll continue. Do anybody have any questions or any uh, elaborations they want to make on what I just went over? If you do, you can unmute your mic and speak now. Yes, that scripture was so powerful because uh, so many um, of our people in the diaspora believe that they are Judah and and not Ephraim or the Northern Kingdom. Uh, but it shows in that scripture it proves that um, he stopped being among the Judeans and went into uh, to be around his. Uh, disciples um, that were, were called Ephraim, Ephraim, or known as Ephraimites. So that's mm -hmm. a wonderful scripture to prove the point of why he is not coming back to his particular tribe and coming back to the kingdom as a warrior 
as as uh, a lion. And um, mm-hmm. thank you for that scripture. Right. Okay. All praises to Chuko Kiki Abiyama. Amen, which means God Almighty or Chai Almighty, creator of Abraham or Abraham. So we are the lost sheep of the house of Israel. We are the diaspora that was taken by cargo slave ships and scattered to the four corners of the earth. And we are here taking back our heritage and learning things, everything about our customs and cultures and our true history, not their history that was taken from us. Please mute your mic. So I'm still learning just like you are still learning. And so therefore some of the ancient Ru Hebrews Words I still don't know how to pronounce yet, but it's all good. I will get there eventually. It takes time. <laughs> you know, we don't have that, you know, tongue, the way to say it, and that's why it helps us to hear when our people from the land chime in and they speak the language. Soon we will have an ancient root Hebrew class online on the conference call that, you know, that's all we will be going over that day. So that's something to look forward to. Okay, Odu Shaloma, we have uh, another person that chimed in. Can you please give your first name and where are you calling from? Can you unmute your mic? I think we have someone here from South Africa. Okay, they got disconnected. Um, Mazi, I don't know how to spell, pronounce your name, but I think you're you're calling from Igbo land. I think um, I can't hear you, so I don't know if your mic is muted or whatever. Okay. Shaloma, can you hear me now? Can you speak? This is your host, Dada Chayil, and you're calling from South Africa. Can you introduce yourself? You can just say your first name.
And maybe they're having problems. Uh, okay, I hear somebody now. I just heard somebody speak. Whoever just spoke, Shout introduce more. yourself. And Hanito? Go ahead. Okay, I can hear you in the background, but I don't hear you talking. I hear noise in the background. Hello, Mom. Okay, and Hanito? I heard you. Can you say where you're calling from? Okay, well, we'll just go on and continue. Everybody can mute their mics. Hello, Chaloma. Oh, maybe. Okay, and Hanito, maybe it's a delay. When you when you give a greeting, you introduce yourself. You say who you are and where you're calling from. I am Sajikaka Isaacson calling from Ibo Land. Okay. I don't know if you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you. Can anybody else hear him? Okay. Yes, Dada. I can hear him. Can you hear? Okay, Mama says she can hear you too. Okay. Okay. Uh, of course, I heard her also. Okay, good. Uh, I am my true my real name is Chupabukamokocha, but Sajikaka has been my Facebook name for a long time. Yes, I know. Okay, I am so, very uh, honored to be here. Though I came late to your teachings. Okay, good, good. You've been following along so far. You understand it. I mean, you've been following us anyway, you know, understand the difference between Hebrewism and Judaism. So, for sure. What do you, what do you think so far? Well, what I think so far is that Hebrewism has uh, come to stay, which has always been that rejected cornerstone that was cast on a long time ago, but. By the mercy and power of our Creator, with the help of his EHU, I believe we have come to stay, and this is just now is just the time for us to reclaim what was lost, what we lost a long time ago. So I am in line with what you are, you were teaching before. Yes, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Okay, well, welcome, and uh, 
you can mute your mic. Now the rules are you mute your mic when you're not um, when the host doesn't call you to speak. Um, okay. In between breaks, I ask, do people have any questions about what I just went over, or they have any input they just want to chime in or say something about or elaborate on themselves? You know, they and they can do that. So I give you all a chance to to partake. So, thank so you I, very much. So I want to continue with the lesson now. So uh, thank you, Rosie, for joining us. And uh, you can mute your mic. No problem. Is this Wani from South Africa? I think I can hear you. I think I can hear you from South Africa. Okay, well, we'll just go on and continue with the lesson. So, once again, um, We were talking about earlier how did they get Jesus and like all these other abomination names like Yeshua, like Yeshua and stuff like that um, from Yeshua with an I. One is with a J, one is with a, a Y, but they're not correct. The closest though but not completely accurate is Ishua. But there must be an I in the name. Must It must be because of the acronym, like we said, that was the Romans had inscribed on the cross, is the letters I-N-R-I. That stands for, once again, Ishua Nazareth, ra Ehuda. Now, without getting to the bottom of the meaning of the source of the or etymology of the letter I in the INRI, which was changed to J, everyone will continue to beat around the bush and wasting their precious time trying to figure out the true meaning of the 2,000-year-old Hebrew Ebo king's name, Ishua. Especially if you're a non-speaking Hebrew person, which is Hebrew. The key is to figure out what I-E, often confused with Y-E, in the name means and what S-U-A, often pronounced as S-H-U-A, mean in the Hebrew Igbo language. So this is how they got it mixed up. If you are an Igbo-speaking person from the land that we was taken from, the key is to unlock the true meaning of I-E, 
which they, you know, use as Y-E, lies in the word I-H-E or I-F-E, which in English means light. This particular verse can help you understand this. It's mentioned in Luke chapter 16, verses 8, King James versions. For the children of the ruler of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Well, we already know who's the light of the world, uh, which is what Ishua's name means. So, you know, we got to be, you know, from that part. So who is the ruler of the world and who is Mr. Light? Who are their children? Us. So the last time we checked, NATO or the National Atlantic Treaty Organizations was the ruler of the world. Now most people think that's Satan, but technically it is those of Satan or Sethans that push and promote evil and sin throughout the world, the opposite of what Chuku Juku gave us to do is lost. Can, can everybody make sure they mute they might? I hear static. I hear static. Please mute your mic. Because it's it's disturbing the sound. I, I hear static. You might be too close to the the phone or the computer that you're on. Okay, now it's gone. So the ruler of this world is NATO, which is North Atlantic Treaty Organization. They are not Asian nor African. Prophet Daniel also talked about the king of the north. So who is the ruler of the world whose children seem in their generations wiser than the children of light? We would be the children of light, those that came from the bloodline, uh, being Hebrews, Hebrews, just like Ishua. So now who is Mr. Light? Whose children are foolish? In Hebrew, or Ebos, the first letters is I-E in Ishua. Because it's spelled I-E-S-U-A, right? And then it means I-H-E, which means light in ancient Hebrew. And, and that's the English term, you know, I-E. I-H-E is ancient root Hebrew, which means light in English. You must now, on your own, figure out the meaning of S-U-A in the ancient Hebrew language. 
Your key is in John, the book of John, chapter 9, verses 5, King James Version. As long as I am in this world, I am the light of God, or Chai, C-H-I, in this world. So I think we we got to understand it. I don't know. Maybe some of you don't. That who is the light of the world and who is the ruler of the world and who are the children. Odu Shaloma. Someone just chimed. Odu Shaloma. Yes, Odu Shaloma. Yes, can you hear me? Can you, you introduce your, uh, say your first name and where you calling from? Yes, yes. Udo Shaloma. This is uh, Miriam. Oh, okay. And you're calling from what country? California. California. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's for our listeners. Um, All right. I know you just chimed in, so don't you? You probably missed what we just went over. So Mm -hmm. um, it's. You don't have any questions or uh, anything you would like to say at this at this point. You know, I understand because you just logged in. Is you can mute your mic so we won't have any uh, interference, and I can continue. All right. Yeah, honey, don't. Okay, anybody else have any um, questions about what I just went over? Anyone have any questions or input about what I just went over? Everybody, please. Yes. Oh, do Shaloma. Yeah, I have some. Shaloma. Yeah, I have some input to make into what you just said. And and can you say who you are again? So to speak, the I am Fadi Kaka Isaacson. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Master. Yeah. And what you said about uh, the Ihe. Even uh, when he was in this world with us, there was, uh, according to John 8, verse 12, where he categorically said who he was, as also John 9, verse 5, as you earlier put it. And uh, the most secret to learning all this thing is what was written on, uh, on the tree where he was hung, which is that I and the... R-I, which is a very deep secret that have been hidden for a long time from the surface of the earth and from every other person. Well, thank God, mm-hmm. uh, the scripture is always alive in the hands of the ancient people. Uh, so mm-hmm. what you said is very, very, very normal, very, very correct. So I love that. Thank you very much. This is what I want to contribute. All praise to you, Kiki Abiyama. Amen. Okay. Thank you for your input, Mazi. Thank you. Um, Anything else before you continue? 
No, no, no. You can go ahead. Okay. Everybody mute your mic. So... So this particular verse can help you understand. Once again, as in Luke chapter um, 16 through 8, King James Version, for the children of the ruler of this world are in the generation wiser than the children of light. Now, once again, who is the ruler of this world and who is the ruler, who is uh, Mr. Light? Who is the light? And who are their children? Anyone want to chime in on that? Can can someone answer those three questions? Who is the ruler of this world? Who is the light to the world? And who is their children? You can unmute your mic and you can... Uh, Say your answer. Chaloma. Anito. Uh, you said who was the ruler of this world, right? You asked? Yes. Okay, you just, some few seconds, you just told us, according to your teaching, that is NATO. That is the National Atlantic Treaty Organization, who right. we know are the incarnates of the ancient Babylonians, who have been our ancient enemy from ages. And uh, the children of the light being us, who are uh, very foolish in this our very generation, according to what was written at Luke, the earlier place you mentioned. Uh, the other third question, I didn't really get what you asked. Hello. Yes, I hear you. What did uh, you, can you repeat that? Sorry. I said the third question, I didn't really get what you asked. Oh, okay. I asked who is the ruler of this world and who is the light of this world and who are the children of light. Yep. Okay, Neto is the ruler of this world. The light of this world is Inhechua, and the children of the light is us, being the ancient people, according to what the scripture says. Yes, being the law. According to lost ancient times, it is only the ancient that has been appointed to Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yes, that's, that's what we get from the instillings. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you again, Dalu. Okay. Udo Chiloma, Dada. Yes, Mama. You have a um, question? Please, no, no. Can you please repeat his answer because his accent is strong and I can hardly okay. understand. <laughs> And I can I can probably kind of go over slightly what I just went over too briefly because I know you missed it. So um, okay, no no problem. What I asked him was who is the ruler of this world, who was the light to the world, and who is the children of the light. 
Cause this part of the teaching was going over the true spelling of where they get the I-N-R-I from that they write on the cross, you know, that obviously it has to begin with the I, which is Ishua or Yeshua, and how they got Y-E instead of I-E because of how, you know, they mispronounce it or whatever to Yeshua and stuff like that. And, uh... And then we went over some scriptures like um, Luke 16, chapter 8, um, I mean 16 and verse 8, that for the children of the ruler of this world are the generation wiser than the children of light. And we went into the fact that NATO or the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, that's what NATO stands for, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, was the ruler of this world, or is the ruler of this world. They are not Asians or nor Africans. That Prophet Daniel also talked about the king of the north, which is the same thing. So who is the ruler of the world whose children in this generation wiser than the children of light? So... And we already went over that Ehashua's name, or Ishua's name, means light to the world. So the answer that Mazi gave to the question, who is the ruler of light, um, I mean, who is the ruler of this world, is NATO. Who is the, the light to the world is Ehashua, Ishua, and who are the children? of the light, which is us. We are considered the children of light, those that was taken by a slave ship, those that still in the land, called Ebos or Hebos, the ancient people. So that's the answer. Okay. If you don't have any more questions, Mommy, you can go ahead and mute your mic. Okay, let's continue with the lesson. Oh, Odu Shaloma, we just had another person log in, I think. So um, you can unmute your mic and give your first name and where you're calling from. And Hanetto family, um, this, is, this is Matthew calling from Virginia in the United States. Okay. Welcome, Wani Matthew. Hello. Okay. So what we do is our periodic ask questions in between going over the lesson to see to make sure everybody has the understanding or ha if they have any questions or if they want to chime in or just elaborate on what was already said, give their opinion. And then um, once, you know, I ask you to do that and you're done, then you mute your mic so we can, won't have interference because everything's being recorded.
Wani from South Africa, can you speak now or no? Still, you still having problems? Do you even see the text? Because I text you too here on the chat. And you didn't respond there either. Okay. Just go ahead and mute your mic or or you might have to sign off and log back in because I hear some static. So let's continue with the lesson. Now when we talk about the kingdom of God or Chai, C-H-I, the kingdom then now means the kingdom of the children of the king of heaven. Well, we know the king of heaven is Chuku or Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-W-H. Or kingdom of Umu. I don't know how, if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's Islu or E-Z-E-L-U. Otherwise, kingdom of Israel. You go to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verses 14, King James Version. It talks about if my ancient people, which is the Igbo, which is where Hebrew came from, which are called by my name, and Hosea 2 and 16 refers to that, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then Will I hear from the heavens which Orion Orina, and will forgive their sins and will heal their land? We kind of touched on this earlier. Restore the broken kingdom by giving them first the Omizila, this is the unsealing, which means Messiah in Judea or Obu in Ephraim. Ophir and Mary. They give a reference to Acts chapter 1 and verse 16, King James Version. And it says here that when they therefore were come together, they asked him, and this is, they're talking about Ishua, saying, Master, Will thou at this time, which means point or incarnation, restore the kingdom to of Israel? So it's basically when it was asking, when is the kingdom coming nigh? The last command, this is in Acts chapter 1, verses 7 through 8, King James Version. And he rebuked them, saying, It is not now entirely given unto you to know the times of the seasons, which the Father hath appointed in his own power. Verse 8, But soon in the future ye shall receive the power after the Holy Spirit and come upon you, which mean the knowledge of truth, and you shall witness the truth about me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria. Because that's where we all were at the time. And in the uttermost part of the earth. This is the unsealing of uttermost part of the earth. Is a good example. 
that we live beyond the rivers of Ethiopia and Niger, which is mentioned in Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 10, King James Version, even in the southern Africa or the Philippines, North and South America, even in North and South America, is also a part of Ishua's 2,000-year-old uttermost part of the earth. So that's what it means when it talks about, in verse 8, talking about the older, the uttermost part of the earth. I mean, all over the world, you will hear about him in the, about him in the future. Any questions before I continue? Any input or anyone have anything to say or any questions? Okay, nobody has any questions? Somebody have questions? Okay, I thought I heard something. Okay, let's continue. Shalom, Adada. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now, Mama. Oh, all right. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, yes, I was just um, hmm, I was just kind of thinking about what you said. The last thing you said, um, you named particular areas, and are you saying that those are the, the those are what make up the uttermost parts, or were you just kind of given the four corners, or, or what, what was, was the significance that of, that yeah, that those just places? Examples. That, that's I what Ishua literally said, that he said those specific areas of Samaria and Judea and Jerusalem at that time because, you know, that's the areas that he went. But in today's time, he's saying that you will hear from me in the future because the disciples was asking, when is the kingdom coming? And he's saying, you know, it's not for them to know the time or the hour when the Father is going to, you know, have the kingdom to come. It's just that they will hear about it. He said they will hear about it in the future, basically. And that's why he named that they would hear about it in different, you know, states or countries or cities there at that time. But then it's also uttermost means in our time, whether it's South Africa, whether it's the Philippines, whether it's North and South America, Central America, the Caribbean Islands, whatever, that you mm-hmm. say we hear from it all over the world. That's what uttermost means. Yes. All right. All right. That all is- Okay. Okay, so now we want to dive into the abomination name of Jesus again. So some people ask the question or they say that Jesus is, is fake, is unreal, but not the persona. You know what I'm saying? So the man was real, and he died for his namesake. And we went over earlier, he didn't die for nobody's sin. 
So, of course, you may never know this until you understand the name Jesus, which is J-E-S-U-S, was plagiarized from J-E-S-U, which, again, was plagiarized from I-E-S-U, which, again, was plagiarized from I-E-S-U-A which once again was plagiarized from Ishua or Ehashua. So you can see how close that is. How it got corrupted into Jesus from Ehashua to Ishua. Ehashua, ancient root Hebrew, Ishua, Paleo, into the abominations of Jesus. Everybody mute your mic, please. So, once again, Ehashua means the light of God to the world. And that meaning never stopped, that I, that he is the light to the world. Um, because, you know, the knowledge of truth be in his word that he gives to us. Somebody need to mute their mic, please. Uh, Mama and uh, Mazi or Enze, I think, uh, Jeremy, y'all need to mute your mic. I see two of the other people's mic are mute, but I don't see y'all. Okay. So it says you can never appreciate the weight of this because you are not an Igbo or Hebrew person. Mispronounced as Hebrew, Igbo is mispronounced Hebrew and is not your siblings that are enslaved even to this very moment in modern day Babylon, America, captivity through the slave ships, yoked down in the chains across the Atlantic Ocean, and you never read Deuteronomy 28, 48, 49, and 68. So that's Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 48, 49, and 68, King James Version. And you do not know, nor have you read, the name Hebrew actually means ancient people, yoked and enslaved as in Isaiah chapter 47, verse 6, King James Version, it reads, I was wroth with the ancient people. I have polluted my inheritance, and I have given them into thine hand. Thou didst show them mercy until the ancient people has thou very heavy laid thy yoke. So this goes along with the curses in Deuteronomy chapter 28. 48, verses 48, 49, and 68. And then it says, and that from Hebrew as a name got. So our name was butchered from to today in, to Hebrews, H-E-B-R-E-W-S, from Hebos, which is H-E-B-O-W-S, to Hibo, which is H-I-B-O-S, to 
from IBOS, which is I-B-O-S, to um, from IGBOS, which is I-G-B-O-S, and then from there from NIDGBOS, which is N-D-I-G-B-O-O-S. The N-word origin, because they also butchered it from there, and to Nigos, which is N-I-G-O-O-S, to Negros, which is N-G-R-O-E-S, to Nigers or Niggers, which is N-I-G-E-R-S, to Niggas, N-E-G-U-S, which is the firstborn of Chuku Okiki Abiyama. So, which is Ephraim. And because they are not Judah but Ephraim, which actually is rightly pronounced Ephraim Murray, which means I have crossed waters, who all must return home at the end time because the scripture is sealed in Daniel's, the book of Daniel's chapter 12, verses 4 and 9, King James Version, is unsealed and they must return home. So the book of Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 9 says, King James Version, that they shall come with weeping and with supplications. Will I lead them? I will cause them to walk by the rivers of the waters in a straight way. Now, once again, this refers to Zephaniah 3 and 10 again by the rivers of Ethiopia, not Ethiopia. Wherein they shall not stumble. For I am the father to Israel, which we know don't mean Judah, talking about the ten tribes, northern kingdom, and Ephraim, Ephraim and Murray, is my firstborn. So they gave a reference here from, from Ephraim and Murray is also the story is in Second Ezra, chapter 13, verses 40, and Second Kings, chapter 17, verse 18. Uh, anybody have any questions or want to chime in on what I just went over? You can unmute your mic. Any questions or anybody want to give um, any input or what they understand? Chilo, Madara. Anito. Um, I, I believe I speak for a lot of us coming out of the um, Christian churches and things like that. Uh, when we hear the name, you know, J.C., uh, that's quickly related to the blue-eyed guy. And that's the reason that name is just discarded from, you know, uh, we that are, uh, that have, like I said, left the church houses and all and come into the knowledge of who we are, have gotten that far. Um, and 
that's the transition I believe a lot of people uh, they're just turned off with the explanation of I Heshua being um, sent uh, who he was um, light of the world and all it's, the, it's just that name that name just automatically is associated with that guy on the hanging on the cross that whole thing and that's that's the turnoff that is, uh, I know it's in the scriptures about that's the stumbling block and things like that. That that it's just that stigma that goes with that name, you know. So and people name, won't they won't get past that. Because from what I'm hearing you saying, it's not just the name; it's his whole persona that they don't want to take it right. that he is real, that he well. What, okay, what I'm saying is just the beginning of it all, just the fact the dying on the cross, the whole thing. I don't think they they don't listen long enough to hear the whole explanation of when you say, yeah. you know, no one has, no one died for your sins, this, this, and that. They don't listen long enough. They're just turned off. As soon as somebody mentions JC, it's just, they just turn off. You know, so it's how to reach people before they turn off. So you're saying no matter what name you give, they turned off because they think it's related to J.C., period. They don't care. To to J.C., yes. So. Yes. And the whole, um, you know, the whole thing that with him, with everything associated with him that is the lie. You know, part of the lie, right? Yeah, and that's why that's why we giving this lesson in this um, mm-hmm. day is disproving and uh, revealing the truth and disposing the lies because that's what we went over earlier. Of course, you wasn't, you know, oh. you, you missed it as oh, far good. as you know what he really came for and what he really was about, and he didn't die for nobody's sins and all that. He wasn't hung on. Uh, on no cross, he was lynched like a nigga. And mm-hmm. so, um, and the reason why he actually left, had to die and go, went, went back to the heavens, you know, to help the kingdom because Satan was trying to take over, you know, there. So he had to go back there and cut his mission short instead of uniting the kingdom when he was looking for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Mm-hmm. And that's when he went back. They lynched him. He found them in Igbo land, actually, and we went over Luke 1 and 5 that talks about him going in the location of his auntie and uncle, Zachariah and Elizabeth, and that he uh, found them there and spent time there. And then he went back to try to unite the northern kingdom, which that's where the northern kingdom is, Ephraim, and with the the 12 disciples or Judeans there, people from Judah, and he got lynched when he went back to do that. So. Yeah, and I was just thinking while you were were explaining that about my mind went to Elijah. If Enoch and Elijah can be translated, you know, why can't I, I hate you, you know? It, we yeah, can they understand are translated that, you know? in the incarnation. 
because actually um, John the Baptist actually was a, a translation or a incarnation. They can it's a wrong wording. It should say incarnation of um, Elijah. Elijah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they were saying that he he they think he's Elijah. You know, they, they were saying, oh, he came in the spirit of Elijah, whatever, that he literally was Elijah. But in a new time, a new name. So, um, All right. Da'alu, I'm going to uh, uh, mute my mic so the next person, I think someone Okay, speaking. okay. In uh, Hanido, introduce yourself. Um You have a question? Uh, hello, do you have a question? Caller. Okay. I heard somebody speaking, but now I don't hear anybody speaking. Okay, so um, if anybody don't have any questions or any uh, input or elaboration on what we just went over, then I'll move on. Matter of fact, Mama Chimunda, do you want to chime in or can you chime in on what Mama was just talking about and also what I just went over? Mama Chimunda? Hello, Dada. Um, I think that... Um, the dysphoria has a real issue with um, some of this because most of them have stopped being messianic and um, are tour only. I understand it because that was my plight. I was messianic, then I went into Toryism, which is all Judaism and not Hebrewism. And so when I came upon Hebrewism, I had a difficulty because, you, you know, it was directing me back to Omozella or the Messiah, as we know to call him, um, the restorer of the kingdom. And I had a hard time at first because um, in our mind, we, you know, we try to separate from the church and everything that had any symbolism Mm -hmm. about that. And when you come upon Hebrewism, you had to really allow your mind to be corrected. Like the man, uh, J.C. or Jesus, as most people know him, uh, that wasn't his name, but his persona definitely existed. And when you come into knowledge of that through Hebrewism, they give you the real understanding, the real breakdown. And we do have a lot of um, what would I call um Stockholm syndrome too, because you know we would we sat there and we listened to Europeans and brainwashers and indoctrinators all these years, and then when Africa speaks, we have a hard time wanting to accept that our elders know the way, they have the understanding, they have the knowledge, they have what we need to really understand the truth. So a lot of times when our own people open up their mouths, nobody wants to hear what they have to say because we have been indoctrinated by the European to accept them one way or the other. And if you really do think about it, most of the the so-called Hebrews today that do have acknowledgement that they are Hebrews but lack the connection to Africa, they have a a self-hate about it. They don't want to connect themselves to the land. They, They feel like, oh, yeah, we Hebrews, but we're not 
not Africans. And I get that, but we are from the continent of Africa. We're not Hamites. Mm-hmm. Well, we Africa or Gihon, whatever you want to call it, same right. thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Ethiopia. So, so this is the problem. We have a mm-hmm. problem understanding and when we hear the truth to embrace the truth, even if it's divertly uh, different from what you have known. But one thing I've learned about Hebrewism, there has never been a religion or anything has ever been able to connect the dots. The, the priesthood of Ephraim connect the dots from the root mm-hmm. to the tree leaf. And if you take the time to embrace what they are saying and take the time to ask the Most High Chukuo Kiki Abiyama to correct mm-hmm. your mind and your state yeah. of mind, you will get the understanding you have been lacking all your life. This is something that is divertly different from Christianity, Judaism, or any other ism, Islamism, or any of that. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And the only way you're going to get what you need is if you embrace what is being said and follow the directions. And Israel wants to be Israel, but they don't want to take the time to do what's necessary to really become these nations of priests that the Most High is speaking of. You know, so I say it like this. I'm a dysphoria just like everyone else. I have my travel just like everyone else. But I had to come to the epiphany and the knowledge of that it was going to take the people, the the ancient people, to tell us the way. Because everybody mm-hmm. thinks they have the way. Okay? But the ancient ones and the Gibbo people, the Igbo people, they have yeah. the root. And anyone knows that if you're on the tree, if your root, if you don't have a root, you are going to wither and you're going to die. And a needle gate in the priesthood of Ephraim has the root of the knowledge of the unsealed word of Almighty Chuku Okiki Abiyama. And if you're on that tree, you're going to get the substance you need to not just to survive, but to thrive. All praises to Chuku. All praises. Well said, Mama. I don't I don't know who can dispute or top that, but uh it is so true everything that you said. You know, most of us here a lot of us here got deterred with the J C stuff or anything dealing with it, whether we came from churchanity or or Judaism, like Mama said, and we was, you know, not messianic no more. So we all been through that. I personally been through that myself, that I was, like, disgusted anytime anybody bring up anything dealing with J.C. or I didn't care what name you want to call him. But then I seen the whole truth because, you know, the fact that why wouldn't they cover up something about somebody that was us, that was so great in mm-hmm. our history, mm-hmm. which... Basically, it's like almost denotes to the first lynching ever of us. And every Mm -hmm. time we get lynched to this day, it's a mockery. Going directly back to him, they mocking him every time they was lynching us. And why wouldn't they fabricate? Why wouldn't they whitewash him? Why wouldn't Mm -hmm. they make up lies and stories about him and twist the truth? 
and make the lie a truth and the truth a lie. Mm-hmm. And you know, and have people brainwash, whether they brainwash to the point that they believe in white Jesus or they brainwash to and to the point that they don't want to receive anything about him even if he was us in black. Even if he was, you know, not trying to be, you know, saying that he was the savior and this and that. And he clearly didn't say that, but they corrupted it and teach it teach it as if he did, and that is not what he did. And that's why the Christian church, the church entity, was set up from slavery to be sell out Uncle Tom Coons to hide the truth from us and to keep us dismayed and to keep us in perpetual sin. That's why they teach that the law is done away with. And that mm-hmm. only applies to Israel now that they that they see that we are Israel and we starting to wake up that we are Israel. They got another excuse. <laughs> so you darn if you do, darn if you don't, because basically, mm-hmm. they, just like I said, Uncle Tom, sell out Coons, got Stockholm Syndrome, and they, they refused a crib. That's why Isaiah 1 and 3 is so profound that you know, that prophecy saying that Israel would not consider their crib. We even have those in the land that won't consider their crib. They over there calling themselves iPod. By they don't even want to call themselves Ephraim. They don't even want to they 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 know they Hebrews, but they want to hold on to that and call themselves something that they made up after or claimed after they were originally called Hebrews and know that they are Ebos, Hebrews, that's where it comes from, and they want to try to mince the two together, and you can't do that. You know, you can't do that. You can't be Biafra and Hebrews or Ebos because we are Ephraim. Why would you want to claim something brand new instead of where you originally come from? It doesn't even make sense. So even they are refusing a crib. So, and that's the curse. That's the curse of Stockholm Syndrome is the curse of amnesia. Groping mm-hmm. in the daytime and night, Deuteronomy 28, mm-hmm. 20, verse 28 and 29. Chapter 28, mm-hmm. verse 28 and 29. Because we wouldn't be Israel if we weren't going through this. And then also we wouldn't be Israel if we weren't taken by the cargo slave ships. So how can you not hear from Africa? How can you not admit that that's where you came right. from if you saying you a Hebrew? That does not compute. That does not make any sense. So you basically saying that you're not a Hebrew, you're contradicting yourself. You can't be both. You can't say you ain't from Africa and that you ain't African, <laughs> but at the same time you're saying you're a Hebrew and you don't fit the curses in the prophecy of Deuteronomy 28 verses 49 and 68, yoke on your neck, chains on your feet, and also being sold to your enemies by cargo slave ships. So we had to come from somewhere. We didn't get dropped down from space or the air. So we have to trace our roots back from somewhere, and we ain't got to do no DNA test because the DNA test is also owned by our enemies. The cars are Jews. So therefore... It's just to try to track and see who real Israel is. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, uh, most of the time, they're trying to say you from any, you know, from a whole bunch of other tribes, Hamites in Africa, not from us. 
we are not the only Shemites in Africa as well. You know what I'm saying? Because Abraham, Abiyama, had another wife. And he also had, you know, he had two other wives. He Technically, mm-hmm. he had a son, Ishmael. And then he also had um, another um, children from the wife after Sarah or Sari died. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are other Shemitic people that's in Africa or so-called Middle East or Northeast Africa as well that are Hebrews. So they get blessings too, separate from us, but they get some of the promises that was directly to Abiyama, our father. First Patriarch. So, if anyone else don't have anything else they want to say or chime in on or have any other questions, I'll I'll go through a couple of other things which we kind of just went over actually about to reiterate that this is our reality, that this is our end times, and this is all the things that we must go through to make it through the kingdom. This is a living prophecy. we right in the midst of a living prophecy. It was foretold all this is happening is going to happen. Okay, well, if anybody don't have any questions or more input right now, you can mute your mic. So one of the reasons that we are suffering the curses is because we refuse our crib, which means that your crib is the land you was taken from by the cargo slave ships, our land of origin, because that's where the ancient people is, which is denoted in Isaiah 44 and 7 and 46 and 7, um, that they will be the ones, the ancient people from the land we was taken from have to be the ones to teach us the unsealing, to teach us the understanding of our records, the Bible that they corrupted, and to teach us our ancient customs and traditions and the laws and how to obey them. That only they can do that. Udo Chiloma. And Hanito? And Hanito, Mom. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. I, I think... Well, yeah, I just wanted to ask, before we got off of the word Africa, um, mm-hmm. it, it, that, the landmass is not really called Africa. Is that correct? It wasn't in the past, but that's what it's called now. Mm-hmm. Originally, the landmass of Africa is Gihon, or um, nicknamed Gihon. The letter G, then horn, because it's shaped like a lowercase g. But, and then they corrupted it and changed it to Ethiopia. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, now it's called Africa today. But so regardless of whether you call mm -hmm. it 
Ethiopia, whether you call it Gihon or Africa, it's still the same place. All right. Because that was supposed to be in the name of some settler, African news, African. I I don't Spaniard? know which is the true origin of Af of Africa. I've heard many things at this point. Mm -hmm. Some people even try to say it came from Abiyama's name or mm -hmm. something that he named it that. And Judea, they teach that as well. But regardless. The point is that our crib is located where we was taken from by slave ships was in the continent of Africa, and that's what it was called at the time. We was taken a little over 400 years ago. So that's the point. You have to say, we have to say what people know today, what's in the books and what's on the map today, because they won't know what you're talking about. I see. And so is that the landmass that we traveled to? Uh, escaping one of those Babylonian uh, you talking about it was so many captivity when we was in Samaria right Samaria right. is so, in Africa as well oh, I basically the whole, Africa, the whole Bible is in Africa technically because it ain't no such thing as the Middle East it's, it's Northeast Africa it's all connected to Africa. They're not there's no separation of landmass. They just did that on purpose to try to make it seem like those was a no people or another people in those areas that ain't and ain't African, but supposed to be what you see as look like Arabic. But when you go to any of those lands, any of those lands, I've been there from Iraq to Afghanistan and Kuwait um, Saudi, all those places, original the original people there are like some of them is chocolate black, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or come in shades of brown. They are black people. They are mm -hmm. either from Ishmael or they're the original Hamites. I've seen the original Babylonians in in Babylon, which is Iraq, and they were dark skinned black with hair with like more like finer curly hair like the Puerto Ricans. So they speak Arabic because that's where they are from. And even Nimrod was Hamite. You know, he would have spoke Arabic probably later if he was still in that continent, you know, so or in that area. So therefore all of them that they try to say was the Middle East was Hamitic people. It was Hamitic people. It was Hamitic people that conquered us majority of the time and put us in bondage. Or we was in their land. Or we blended in with. That's why we was always going to Egypt. Egypt is in Africa. The other side of Africa is so-called Israel, which is looked like a little tiny dot to Egypt and Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but it's in between both. And they all three connected. You walk, you can walk from each of those countries to the next country. Mm. By foot. So it's a lie. Fabricated <laughs> lie. So Dada, Dada Chayu. 
Um, okay. This is, Ma- this is Matthew. Um, okay. Matthew. The question I had is, um, like you were saying, there's, there's um, like, we're spread all over Africa as well. There's other Semitic groups. So um, does that include Bantus? Because I hear, I've been here, and I hear a lot about Bantus all the time. Bantu, Bantu, mm-hmm. Bantu. Yeah, because that's what the Khazar Jews was promoting. Most tribes today was trying to say it's a lost sheep, but a house of Israel that fake Jew, the fake Jewish people was trying to recruit and saying, "Come back to Israel and and we reuniting with the ten tribes." They are Hamites. So the majority of the Bantus are Hamites. You know that the Bantus go all the way from the middle of the map of Africa all the way down to the bottom. Know how many people that is? That's half. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they ain't all us. They not us. And you see them, you can clearly see they not us. The point, the point is, is very few of them that we assimilated with, we migrated with them, especially from Samaria when we escaped. um, When we got enslaved by the Assyrians and escaped Babylon, and we went through the waters to escape from. You know, and went to Azareth, which Azareth is Negro land, Southern Africa. We, you know, we went from the Euphrates River to the Nile River, down to the Niger or Nigger River, which is also Zephaniah 3 and 10, Ethiopia River. When we migrated with that, some, because the Nile goes all the way from Egypt down to the Congo. The Congo is where Bantus are. The Congos is like the beginning of where the Bantus migrated from or whatever. So, therefore, some of us stayed on that trail off the Nile and got off off the Nile. But the majority of us went to Azareth or Negro land, Sub-Saharan Africa or Nigger area, which is right above or in that area of Nigeria. So... So it could be a sprinkle of them and yeah. then patches of them that still have languages. They still have some of the ancient root Hebrew words similar to the Ebos in the land we was taken from. And they also, mm-hmm. they only have the one God, you know, the one Chai. And their patriarch is Abiyama too. But if they got some heathen God and they got like 50 other gods or five other gods, you know what I'm saying, that they worship, then they Hamites which the majority of them are. But technically, honestly and technically, all Hamites are Hebrew. They're just not the chosen seed. Get this. All Hamites are Hebrews. So the Bantus technically are correct when they say they're Hebrews. They're just not the chosen seed. Because Noah was Hebrew. And Ham and Sham, or Shine, C-H-I-M, came from Noah. They had the same father, so they both are Hebrew. The original indigenous people of the earth is both Ham and Shem, not just us. 
So they are Hebrew as well. They are just not from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, Dalu. <laughs> Dalu. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I go, that that's what I was waiting to hear was the Negro land, but but now I understand. It's like a city yes. or a town. The Negro land is like an area, but it, it goes uh -huh. like uh, right in the uh, Niger area and, and Niger and Nigeria area. And it used to be called like Sub-Sahara, even like Chad and Oman. It's like uh, those areas uh, we were in and then we went to, you know, Nigeria is where the majority of us stayed, but like I said, a sprinkle of us got off along the way. They didn't go the whole the whole way, and then we stopped and stayed there for like five thousand years. So mm. that's how long at least we've been separated from Judah or Yehuda. You know, we haven't reconciled with them, and then later the transatlantic slave ships came and took us by cargo slave ships from West Africa. And so that's how we got to Babylon and those other places that we are scattered. And that's why we are Ephraim and not Judah. So, Dada, um, then the curses occurred because... Um, going to say there in Negro land, we, our ancestors, began to do all the things <laughs> that went against um, the multi triple then, right we there. Did it That's before. where they had to be cut up. We did it before. Mm -hmm. That's why we got enslaved by the Assyrians. That's why Chuku sent the Assyrians to enslave us with the, the Babylonian kings, which are Hamites. Oh. And they took us to Babylon. But then we promised to yeah. stop our healing ways and ask him to help us right. to escape. And that's how we got <laughs> to Negro land, Nigeria area. But, of course, eventually some of us fell off and start, you know, keep it, trying to keep up with the Joneses around us, the Hamites that invaded later. So once they came, yeah. we assimilated, you know, with some of their healing ways. But some of the ways we kept, but then it got corrupted. It got corrupted, so we got lost, too, and we fit the curses as well there. Okay. All right, Dalu. I'm caught up. Okay. Good. So the last part that I want to go over here is talking about basically how important it is uh, that Ishua or Eheshua, our Omazila, the restorer of our kingdom, told us to keep the Passover, which is an ancient root Hebrew, Ajaoku. He told us to keep it. He didn't say not to do it, that he was the lamb that was slaughtered. That was a bold-faced lie. So,
we can also let's see go back to what we just went over the verse of Deuteronomy 28 and 29 King James version when it talks about that thou should grope at the noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness and thou shall not prosper in all thy ways and thou shall be only oppressed and evermore and no man shall save thee that's what by means no man shall save you rather than his everlasting word which is the law not be fulfilled this is something else I came not to destroy or abolish the law but to fulfill obey all the law which is the word Chuko Okiki Abiyama promised to make this world go away instead of his word which is his law as if it is that it is not enough Israel Nazareth which is quite different from the church in Christos Jesus says not one jot or tittle from the law shall be left unfulfilled instead and this is uh, in Matthew chapter 5 verse 18 that no man can save the Hebrews from Chuku's destruction when they go against his perpetual law which is his word or you can refer to the sun or the light because that's what Yeshua is or his and his name means light not even the Messiah once again Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 29 that the Messiah or Mazila Nazareth did not tell the rich man to go wait for his blood death which means death for salvation he told him to go fulfill the Ten Commandments and listed all of them one by one to him if he desires the kingdom you all today still desires which is mentioned in Matthew 19 to 24 let me see Pull that up. Okay. So the King James verses of Matthew 19 verses 6 to 24. That's chapter 19. King James says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, talking to Yeshua, What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Verse 17. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God or Chai Chuku 
But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Verse 18. So you see that. Keep the commandments. They don't go over that in a Christian church or churches. He said unto him, Ishua said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Verse 18, honor thy mother, thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 20, the young man said unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? And verse 21, and Ishua said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven, which is a right, and come and follow me. That means come and follow him in the walk of Hebrewism, in the truth, in the light, the word of the laws that he was already living. Verse 22, but when the young man heard that day, uh, heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. He said he didn't want to give up that. For he had great possessions. Verse 23. Then Ishua said unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly ever enter into the kingdom of heaven. Or a rhino. Why? Because they don't want to give up their possessions. Verse 24. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God or Chai. So there it is, pointing out once again that Ishua spoke the opposite of what they teach in these Christian church and church entity. And even these camps that are messianic, they basically turned white Jesus into black Jesus. That's all they did. They they still think that he can die for your sins and everything. It's like almost no different. So it says, the Gentiles knew the speculations about our holy scriptures can never replace the ancient Hebrew spirituality. Their new doctrines and spiritual speculations are inferior to our perpetual covenant with Chuku, Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H. In fact, the rest of the world have no obligation keeping or observing this law. We are quite different from it in Chuku Yuku's eyes. Chuku is not as, stu- as stupid as churches for soon when he gave those laws to us. The world can pass away, but not his word, his law to our patriarchs, which is an everlasting and working from generation to generation, even its curses, as we are not tired yet following our enemies. We are suffering the curses of Chuku, Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H, said to us in Sinai 7,000 plus years ago till now, or are we hyping up hyping you up with lies. Is Hebrewism a lie? The churches lie about the law and the covenant. 
in the book of Luke chapter 2 verses 41 to 42 King James verse says now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover now we talk whose parents we're talking about Ishua's parents and when he was 12 years old they went up to Jerusalem after the customs of the feast of the Passover then this is the unsealing it said feast but that's what they're talking about is the Passover is the unsealing Luke and then the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 43 and when they had fulfilled the 21 days that's the unsealing as they returned the child Ishua Nazareth tarried behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother knew not of it so he followed them there in secret the Omezilo who they call Messiah's last supper or last Passover, that's what they call it. They call it the last supper, but it really was his last Passover before he was lynched. So in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verses 15 to 16, King James Version said, And he said unto them, With desire, I have desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, which means he knew they was going to kill him. Verses 16, For I say unto you after this one, I will not any more eat thereof until be fulfilled, which means again in the incoming kingdom of Chuku. Without this secret mystery ritual, the kingdom of Chuku will not come, and our enemy knew this. The reason it was suspended and called the last Messiah's or last supper on earth and maybe even in heaven because he should be waiting for us in the scripture your mic please Europe suspending it is suspending the kingdom of Chuku Okiki Abiyama which means God Almighty or Child Almighty creative of Abram or Abraham from coming and stopping there New World Order. Any more questions? Or anyone want to chime in? Dada, when you said you were talking about um, the ending part where you said the new world order, um, I think a lot of people, as far as dysphoria, are really being confused about what's going on today and about this um, so-called jab and it, it changing the DNA and, and um, us not being human beings anymore by taking this. Um, you know, the most I spoke uh, expressively to us about uh, the enemy and the mark of the beast. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit on that about the new world order? Yeah, um, the new world order is anything, because remember, well, most people should remember when, 
and I think I slightly touched on that earlier, is when Ishua was tempted in the wilderness when he was doing his and Yosef for those 40 days and 40 nights, and Satan came to him trying to tempt him with the world, saying, I can give you all of this, this kingdom. He said, get behind me, Satan. Um, that was him starting up the new world order then. Because remember, he was kicked out of Orion of the heavens to earth. And he's been a thorn in our spine ever since. So him and his minions, him and his crew, him and his elites, him and his, whatever you want to call it, Illuminati, 300 men or whatever, they are over everything in this world. That's why we're supposed to be in this world but not of the world, not do like they do, not do what they do because we're supposed to keep the laws. They don't have to. They're not us. The promises weren't given to them. It was given to our forefathers and foremothers. So, therefore, the New World Order is anything, not just NATO, the WHO, um, anything that is set up that's against Chuku's laws, that's against the law, statutes, and commandments, that's saying the opposite, that's doing everything topsy-turvy, saying... Men can marry men. Women can marry women. You can change your sex, chop off body parts, and claim to be something else. Um, you can genetically modify us. Um, you can drink wine and get drunk. You can have sex with anybody with no penalties because you're doing nothing wrong. This is the life. You know what I'm saying? You can eat pork, shrimp, crab, or lobster. You know, those are examples of everything that Chuku says is against the law that they say is good. They say it's, it's not against the law on their world, in their world, to do those things. But it's against Chuku's law. So everybody is doing it. And so, therefore, you know, whether it's the Democrats, where it's the government systems, all of them that signed on for Anything that goes against Chuku is a part of the New World Order. The UN and NATO is the main ones that's a part of that. But everybody who is complacent, who have made agreement, who have signed their oath and contract with them, that's a part of the benefit and profit of their New World Order, is against Chuku's world. Is against his kingdom. They don't want us to have a kingdom. They don't want us to know the truth of who we are. They want us to think we are Judah. They want us to think we are Bantu Hamites. They they want us to be all over the place thinking we are hybrids, Native Americans, and or thinking that they are our people, whether it's Native Americans or Latinos, Mexicans, or whatever, instead of straight up black people that's still living in Africa from the land we was taken from by the transatlantic slave ships. Anything to derail the truth and and make it appear like because they made books about the other nations being us. You know what I'm saying? It was easy for them. Why those books got published? Why Babylon 2 got published? Why Hebrews of West Africa got published, you know what I'm saying? Why they didn't block that? Why they didn't take those down? Why those books don't cost like three, four hundred, five hundred dollars the ones that got a whole bunch of truth in, they like a thousand dollars. 
because they wanted us to go with that propaganda. They wanted us to go with those lies. And, and many of these agents in these camps, these Jew Judaism camps, are paid agents from the Khazar Jews, like IUIC. That's why they got personal planes and all this crap, you know, and glitz and glamour because they done sold, they sold with them. And that's why most, probably more, more than half of their congregation is hybrids, you know, um, other nations. They're not even us, and they're saying they're us. So the New World Order is anything that's trying to make you compromise or think it's good to do evil, which is evil is what Chuku says is evil, which is going against any of his laws. I mean, anyone, anyone, any one of his laws. And, and then trying to penalize you or make it hard or difficult for you to keep his laws as well, like they doing now with this COVID jab or the vax or whatever, you know, the vid to try to kill and depopulate us. The target is us. They don't care if they own people falls prey to it, you know, and some of them die. That's casualties of war. They're not a part of their elite. They don't care about them, you know, so therefore... You know, he wants to make a world of transhumans or hybrids, which is animals or whatever mixed with human like that for next species. That's why the transgenderism started is so that that is, he said, he swore that when he got kicked out of the heavens of Rhina, Satan swore that he would make his own kingdom and have his own people and create his own world. And that's what he's done here on earth. So that's what the ultimately, you know, the New World Order is about is to not take Satan's mark in any way, shape, form, or passion. And the main ways they do it is through churchianity. Now, even Judaism now, but any religion, any religion, like the three breads, whether it's whether it's Judaism or churchianity or Islam, they all. They all are lost, and they all are teaching you to worship, you know, nations, whether one is better than the other, you know, closer to ours than the other, you know. They are Abrahamic religions. Abrahamic came from Abraham religions, um, but religions is divisions. And so, therefore, that's still not Hebrewism. You can get close, but no cigar. It's still not Hebrewism. If you're not following Hebrewism, calling on the right name, following the right laws, because you're looking at a closed book that's unsealed, you know that is that is not that is sealed and not and is is only unsealed to the chosen people that are the ancient people from the land we was taken from, not for us that was lost in Babylon under the curse of amnesia. So. When you read it with the naked eye, you're not going to get the understanding that you need. So that is to comply with that, volunteer and comply with that, or complacent with that. They have taken the mark of the beast already in their mind, which is their head, which means they, when it says take it in their head, their forehead, 
and then a hand, well, it don't have to be the literal hand. It's just that you handing, you putting your hand out there. You putting your hand out there because you volunteered to take the mark. You you took the money. You took the bribe. You know, to promote homosexuality, you be a part of pedophilia. You know, to be a part of you know, um, hiding the truth as a payoff, keeping your mouth shut, not doing the right thing. All that is taking the mark of the beast. It's just that the difference is with this vid or COVID vaccine, that this jab that's going to slowly be killing people and giving them all type of diseases because it's going against your immune system. It's going to get your blood because it's trying to cut out your original DNA and put something else in there that's abominations. When that happens, you can't go back. That's the difference. With, between all those other laws you break in and abominations you've been doing, you can repent from those, but you can't repent from that. There's no going back from that. So that's the difference. Because now you literally are Satan's children now. Except in those Satan's children, you are a part of their new world order, literally. Not no more a part of the multi-chukus or yukus creation. So I don't know if uh, hopefully that answered your question or help make stuff clear as far as what's going on now and what's taking Satan's mark and what's the new world order. Did anybody Thank have you, questions Dada. about that? Thank you, Dada. Okay. So, good, good. Yeah, because we, we, a lot of us think it's just specific one thing or something like that. No, it's not. Like, oh, if I don't volunteer to take this, this chip in my hand, they're going to put a chip in my hand only, and that's the only way that I chose to go against the most high in the kingdom, so I, st I still get in. No, that's a lie. It's anything that you're doing, even if you ain't put nothing in your hand or take the vaccine, and you going against Chuku's laws. You're not participating in the Passover joke. That's a law. 21 days. You haven't confessed for your sins. That's a law. Hell, even paying your tithes is a law. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're not following the commandments, which we know as the decal logs. You're not following none of that. You're still eating pork, shrimp, crab, or lobster. You know, so all of that is complicit. That's keeping you out the kingdom. It's not going to be no different from you being kept out the kingdom as if somebody that actually took the mark of the beast. The difference is if you don't get killed, literally killed and die, you can repent still. It'll buy you more time if you're in a place of safe refuge to repent. But the other ones that have took the vid or the jab cannot repent from that, unfortunately. So anybody else have any questions uh, about what I just said or want to elaborate uh, before I go over a couple of other things? And then, yeah. 
-hmm. Okay. So I can go ahead on continue then. So a question is asked, do you think the incoming kingdom, which is not a democracy, can come here without this Satan's opposing it? These Satanists, these worshipers, this New World Order, these NATOs, these UNs, do you think that his kingdom can come without them opposing it? Now, in A.D. 33 was his last supper. It says in Luke 22, chapter 22, verses 17 to 18, King James Version, and he took up the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it amongst yourself. Verse 18, For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine, which means the blood of the lamb, until the kingdom of Chuku shall come. Without this mystery, this is the unsealing, the mystery, the kingdom comes not, and our enemies knew this. This is the reason for its suspicion. So once again, this is why they canceled it. They canceled it. How did they cancel it? They set up the Roman Catholic Church, and they start making sun god by worship day, Sunday being the, trying to say that's the new Shabbat or whatever, and, and then made up Easter. So, and they made it against the law for us to even practice that back then. That's another story. But, um, and then we go to Luke chapter 22, verse 19, King James Version. And he took bread, this is Ishua, and gave it thanks and break it. And gave it unto them saying, this is my body, which means ram meat, which is given to you. Then he said this to do in remembrance of me. So really he had ram meat. That's what the unsealing said. When he said bread, it wasn't bread. It was actually ram meat. Because he was literally participating in the joke the Passover. So it said, do this annually. It's reiterating. It's the law and commandment of Chuku from Moses. If you can do it, for Chuku's sake, do it in remembrance of the memorial of my death till the kingdom is restored. So that is what that means when he said that. If the Messiah or Omizila, Ishua, and his family kept the ancient ritual, who is the idiot who says it's irrelevant when, the, when, the, when Ishua told his friends to continue it? Why did he not tell the rich man to go and wait for his blood at Golgotha, but rather that he should go and fulfill the law of Moses? Why? He said, follow the commandment. If the Passover and the law is done away with, which as churches, the Roman Catholics, claim their New Testament misconceptions, why did Ishua Nazareth promise to looking forward to eating the Passover in the new kingdom of Chuku? 
So in this case, tell your churches that Israel Nazareth is still looking forward to eating the Passover, which we know today is a joku, which is not Roman Catholic type of unholy communion at all. So that's the end of the lesson for today. But once again, if anybody have any questions or they want to chime in or say their opinions or understanding before I go, before we go, they can unmute their mic and do uh, their greeting and go forward. Anybody have any questions? Anybody want to chime in before we go? Especially questions about it clearly, what I just went over. Clearly it points out that Ishua was keeping the Passover literally. And he did not tell anybody to stop it. And that he planned to do it again in this next incarnation, basically, or what they could call, uh, what my mother transliteration or um, uh. Izzy, Jeremy, did you want to chime in before we go? You still here? Yes, Donna. I'm still here. So I hope you all learned something today. And, uh, yeah, if you can give any words of wisdom or anything that you see or if you have any questions before we go as well. Okay, um, it seems like um, they is having technical difficulties. Oh, so Mama Chimunda, you you wanted to chime in? Yes, Dad. I just wanted to tell all those that are here from the Dysphoria, whether from the Americas or wherever you find yourself, there's a hundred a million ways to have excuses. But we, in this time, this is the end times, we have to dig deep within ourselves, dig deep spiritually, listen to what the priesthood of Ephraim is telling you and follow those directions closely. 
and remember there's never been a time where we have left out of captivity without the priesthood. The priesthood is always in our first in our exodus out of Egypt we had the priesthood that was established, the priesthood of the arrows that were established and they were our intermediate between us and Chuku. And so this is no different today. Um they are our intermediate between us and Chuku and making it back to Chuku and being able to be forgiven, as we know in Numbers, the sixth chapter, each and every one of us has to take that Niosa. So I'm just saying be encouraged. Even when you don't understand, continue to dig deep until you get the comprehension you desire. And also continue to listen to your dadas and your mamas and your nazis because they are here to lead you and correct you and to get you to the place where you need to be that you may be acceptable to enter into this kingdom. And understand that it is nothing that is easy. Anything that is, is great comes with a price. And you're going to have to give of yourself. You're going to have to give of your mind, your heart, and your spirit. And you're going to have to dig in deep to receive these things from Chukuo Kiki Abiyama. But on the other hand, know that you are truly blessed to be here at the gate, to be here right here in this time where we are going into the next dimension, the next kingdom with Eheshawa of Nazareth, our Nazi incoming priest and king. And keep Chukuo Kiki Abiyama first always. Love him with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and he will direct your path for sure. Shalom to everyone. And Hanito Mama and Dalu, thank you. Dalu Rennie, thank you very much for your encouraging words and motivation and your truth that you just said right there because that definitely was nothing but the truth. Anybody else want to chime in before I go? Before we go. Okay, as you all get to learn the system, you can see that they have little icons, like little hands, like you could put your hand up on the screen um, so you can get your questions. If you'd like to have a question or if you're happy about something, you could put a clap or they got different symbols you can put that I can see, therefore I can know who to call and things of that nature. So um, I'm about to end this session. And uh, just want to let everybody know that NOHIID helped people to leave Babylon both spiritually and physically. We help not just our lost Hebrew Hebrews diaspora, but we also help anybody if they want to come and be redeemed back to our creator, Chuku Yuku, C-H-W-H-Y-H-W-H. And um, we cannot shut a door on anyone, no matter if they're a Gentile, if that's what they want to do. So I can be reached by email at nation o h i i d at gmail dot com 
Once again, my email is nation, the letter O H I I D, at gmail.com. Or my phone number I can be reached if you want to set up a migration appointment is 770-299-9756. That's 770-299-9756, and that's U.S. number. So that's a plus one if you're not in the United States. But if you are, then uh, no need. So want to say thank everybody that joined us tonight. And may Chuku continue to be your strength and increase your knowledge of Hebrewism and protect you all no matter where you are in this world. And that you leave Babylon both spiritually, the Babylonian ways, whether you're physically in Babylon or not, both, both ways, spiritually and physically, to return home to your crib. As Isaiah 1 and 3 says, and to become a nation of priests along with us. I'm your host, Dada Chayil. I say Shaloma for now. Odo Shaloma. Amen.